Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, it's I Work For Him, Jim and Martha Brangenberg out here live on Facebook with Todd Hopkins, our favorite entrepreneurial friend from Office Pride franchise.com. Todd, it, what an amazing opportunity you have to attract people to Florida uh, because people want to get the heck out of their states up north. Todd, you've got an opportunity through officepridefranchise.com to help people start businesses, be successful. I mean, there's amazing opportunities available, isn't there, in Florida? I'm running, this is what we're going to talk about today, guys, but I want you guys to know Florida is open for business. Todd, where do you got some spots that you love to put some franchises? Well, right here in the Tampa market. I mean, we got a great opportunity. Well, you guys doing a selfie? We're doing a selfie right now. Right here on <laughs> That's Facebook. a Martha thing. Right. You know how Martha is with selfies. She's always wanted to do selfies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here in Tampa, we've got opportunities in St. Pete, Brandon areas. Uh, we uh, all over. Um, Orlando, Jacksonville. So many markets uh, in Florida, there are opportunities. And uh, you're right, Jim. People are moving here. They're, it, you know, sometimes it's just... Uh, more strategic to go ahead and start a business than it is to go out and try to find a job because so many companies have laid people off right now. So mm-hmm. it's, it's harder. Uh, but there's also tremendous opportunity in the cleaning industry and with all the disinfecting that's going on. So we're seeing a peak in interest in the uh, franchise opportunity. Well, and I think it's an incredible opportunity because not only would you get to work for a great company like Office Pride, but they're going to teach you how to run a, if you are a Jesus father, they're going to teach you how to run a kingdom company. They're going to teach you how to put your faith at the forefront and the center of what you do and teach you how to be successful running in a commercial cleaning franchise. I encourage you to check it out. This is just that commercial I love to do, officepridefranchise.com, because the people that have responded from listening to this show are doing wildly successful. Our buddy up in Jacksonville, how's he doing? He's doing great. Yeah, Shane, he's uh, he's doing good. I, uh, you know, it's neat to see young guys like him get involved in business ownership early uh, because – you know, most people who start a business when they're in their 50s, they say they wish they would have done it earlier. Mm. Uh, but it's interesting. We've had a lot of young people uh, come on board in the last couple of years. But here, just in the last three or four months, we've had a lot of people who are in their 50s uh, all of a sudden say, you know, I, I'm ready to have a little more control over my future and own my own business. So we're kind of seeing that happen again. Mm. Well, listen, if you want to check out Todd online, I, I encourage you to have a conversation with him. It starts The conversation starts at officepridefranchise.com. All right, now, we're going to talk with Todd Hopkins today about the 10 qualities of a great Christian business leader in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Are you ready to do the show? <laughs> I am. I'm doing a watch party. Okay. So I'm right. getting more people to join in on the conversation because we're going to have some great, you know, we actually have like certain number of points we're going to get through today. So I really think they're going to be great takeaways for everybody. So if you are watching this live, we're so glad you're here with us and you can share it. You can do a watch party yourself or if you learn some things, you can share it later and do a watch party maybe with your own staff or friends that you just want to encourage with what you hear today. 
But remember to always just follow us on Facebook like you are. And I would encourage you to check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com, awakenpodcastnetwork.com. If you've been trying to figure out where are all the podcasts that talk about faith and work, not just I work for him, but the other hundred voices on the awakenpodcastnetwork.com. All the voices of the faith and work movement in one place, awakenpodcastnetwork.com. As Christ followers out in the marketplace, should we look different, sound different, and act different than our pre-Christian friends and competitors? Yeah, I think so. If we run a business or lead an organization, what are the defining characteristics or qualities of a great Christian business leader or any leader proclaiming Christ as Savior and Lord? Jesus changed all of us, including our ability to lead like him. So Todd Hopkins has been working on this list for a long time for himself and the young professionals he pours his life into on a regular basis. He wanted to share these 10 qualities with our audience so we could put all of them into practice. Today, we're going to deal with the first five, and then in December, we'll hit the second five. Todd Hopkins, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks for having me, Jim. Good to see you guys. Martha, good to see you. You as well. All right. So, Todd, why do you think God has laid a heavy burden on your heart for the discipling of future Christian, of future Christ-following leaders, those young professionals? Where, where did that come from? Well, um, it's evolved over time, but I think, one, it started with my desire to be a good leader and just asking God, you know, what's that look like? Uh, and then wanting to teach it to our franchisees. So this really started in franchise training. The very first day of franchise, new franchisee training, we talk about being a business owner. So it's kind of the ownership day, which of course you're the leader. We talk about there's between leaders and managers and all these things. And I started creating this list of what I think define great leaders. And so then I, you know, you know, kept coming back to things like uh, what what is doing what God wants you to do and things like that. So I kind of just changed the title, Great Christian Business Leaders. And I struggle with the word great, by the way, because um, you don't want to sound egotistical or arrogant when you use the word great. Is it okay to pursue greatness? And I was reading Pastor Tony Evans' book, Kingdom Man, which is a fantastic book. And he talks about... Uh, Greatness is, is really when we start to live out or achieve the potential that God has for us. That was his definition of greatness. And I'm, I'm like thinking, I want that. So, so I've put that in the title of this list for that very reason that, you know, we should have a desire to pursue the potential that God has for us. So I started teaching these things and uh, they've evolved. We, I had seven in the beginning, added three here this year. Wow, see, seven is more of a Christian number. I'm not sure where 10 comes from. Don't well, you have to take it to 12 next? <laughs> what, what, yeah, 10 was my number in baseball, you know. So. Oh, okay. oh, there All right, okay. And it makes good for a part one and a part two show. We can do five now and five next time. So I think it works great. So, um, Todd, talk to us about where the this list, and again, you call it the 10 qualities of great Christian business leaders that we're going to talk about. How much of this list was derived from your own living out your own faith as a Christian business leader? Well, really all of it. I mean, I, I started just creating it uh, for myself and the franchisees just to get things on paper. So I think, first of all, when we have, you know, we spend time with God or we learn something, it's good to, you know, I like to journal. I like to try to capture that, organize it. So I started capturing things in different places. And then I saw a little bit of a trend. 
So, you know, for me, it was uh, very practical. I mean, we, we're a leadership development company. So even though we're in the commercial cleaning industry, we help people start cleaning businesses all around the country. Part of our vision is to develop leaders. Hmm. And so this fits right in line with our vision and our purpose. It's an expectation that everybody in our organization has. And so I just wanted to create some organized way to communicate and refer back to. So it's a huge part of my life. All 10 of these things are personal experiences uh, for sure. Uh, and, you know, as we go through them, I, I'm, I'm happy to share some of those. Excellent. Oh, okay. So your number one, I, I thought this was, I'm like, really? That's the number one? So I can't wait for the explanation. Your number one quality of a great Christian business leader is to be a protector of gratitude. What do you mean? And what does that look like? Well, I think, uh, you know, we're supposed to be, well, even the Bible tells us to rejoice, right? So, and rejoice always. So, I think uh, we have a responsibility to, to be grateful, to be thankful, and to make sure when we are leading a group of people or an organization, who all of a sudden there's, it's creeping in some sort of attitude of, uh, uh, you know, drama or gossip or uh, ungratefulness or, uh, then we as a leader have to get in front of that quickly and remind our people of what we have to be thankful for. Now, this was never more important than this year mm. in 2020 when you know COVID was hitting um, and people were starting to uh, worry or think about what they lost. And so my job as a leader was to get out in front of that, which we did with two and three minute videos going out every two days to the franchisees and all the leaders in our system, reminding people what we have to be thankful for and how we're part of the solution in this. This COVID isn't something that's happening to us. We're actually part of the solution. And so it changed the mindset of everyone. So instead of people panicking and complaining, they were stepping up and were becoming part of the solution. And it was an encouragement. And we, you know, we were keeping our people and uh, the franchisees were keeping their employees and the customers were being served. And it was, see, gratitude is the fuel for forward progress. To the extent we're not thankful, we're going to get stuck. And, you know, the opposite of having gratitude is, is almost like dwelling. And what's the definition there? Well, dwelling is the place you live, but you're stuck. There's no forward movement when you're dwelling. Uh, so no doubt, uh, gratitude, protector gratitude is, is, I believe, our number one responsibility. Well, my goodness, if, if nothing, if nobody gets anything else today to get that little nugget and have be a protector of the gratitude in your, in your life and the people that you lead, what a great thing. We're talking about your time. Family. That's your right. Family, too. You know, I mean, this is more than just business, but, you know. In your family, we all, as a leader, have a responsibility to to make sure we're moving forward in gratitude. Yeah. We're talking today with Todd Hopkins, officepridefranchise.com, officepridefranchise.com. Hats off to Mrs. Connie Johnson, my eighth grade English grammar teacher. She taught me how to write sentences so that I could one day write a blog. In fact, every week I write a blog from what my father has laid on my heart. It's always short and to the point, and I hope impactful for you just like it is impactful for me. We include it in our weekly email that also includes all the shows that we release on podcast that week. So it's kind of like a bonus email, blog and podcast links. Awesome. Iworkforhim.com. Click on blog. All right, Todd, your number two, 
And this one makes sense to me. I thought this would be number one. Okay. But that, I mean, it's your list. So I, <laughs> number, the number one, number two quality of a great Christian business leader is committed to prayer, reading and learning. Tell us how you live that out. Well, the way I do it is, and I was just this morning journaling, just expressing my gratitude to God that, I've, you know, things have slowed down a little bit in pace uh, for me because I've hired a COO who's doing a fantastic job and uh, we've been moving and, you know, we're getting close to the end of that. And, and so, and just be able to spend quiet time with God. So I think it's so important to spend time in prayer, uh, asking God, what do you want me to do today? Uh, how do you want to live through me today? Acknowledge that he's in control of all things. So it kind of sets our, acknowledges our place in all this. And then um, to begin uh, reading scripture and to begin journaling what it is that God's putting on your heart. And sometimes I read other things too, um, but that's what it looks like for me. So I kind of have a few parts. I, I definitely like to journal a little bit about what's happening in life right now, uh, do some reading and then kind of capture my takeaways in an organized fashion uh, and, and then have time of prayer. Uh, so I, I just believe that as leaders that our um, prayers, prayer life should outpace normal people. I think we have a responsibility to do that because God knows the future. We want to be able to tap into that. And if we have people following us, we have a responsibility to really try to check in with God. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to lead? Where do you want us to go? Because we don't want to mislead. So uh, I think we have increased responsibility as leaders to spend more time with God and pray God will protect our folks. Yeah. And, And you know, I, I believe it's important to pray like Proverbs 3, 21 through 24, where it talks about we should seek wisdom, understanding, sound judgment, and discretion. I believe as leaders, we should pray that. Those four things for everybody we're leading. Such um, a good word. And, and, you know, when you talk about leading um, leaders, we need to outpace normal people, meaning we have an extra responsibility to be ahead of them. And so outpacing them, that's a great way to put it. So um gives us something that we can strive for. Well, and you mentioned in your list on this number two of becoming a great Christian business leader. Number one was a protector of gratitude. Number two, committed to prayer, reading and learning. You mentioned the prayer of Jabez. How does that, how does Jabez's little prayer mentioned in first Chronicles four, nine and 10 fit into this? Well, I, I think uh, when we're leading, I mean, we want uh, at least my mindset for leading is is moving forward, moving ahead, uh, moving to bigger and better, mm-hmm. leading through something. So I, I think praying that God would bless us indeed the way Jabez did, that he would expand our territory, uh, that he would protect us from trouble or evil. Uh, that That's all part of what a leader should want for his or her people. Yeah. And and so I think it's important. I love that prayer, Jabez. I pulled that little book out again this year and read it and, yeah. and a few times. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, it, it just fits right into everything we do as leaders. Right. Very good. So let's talk about number three, the challenge culture's definition of success with gods. So yeah. what do you mean by that? Well, um, the, uh, you know, People will say, people who are believers say, oh, I care what God thinks. You know, what's most important to me is what God wants me to do. But, but 10, if you, look, if you look at their life, most people's life 
it looks like they care more what people think than what God thinks because their decisions and choices reflect what people think. And so I, I think that we should care more about God's definition of success than culture's definition of success. For me, God's definition of success is, is to do what he created us to do. Uh, and culture has different definitions. And, and those definitions change from year to year just based on who's heavy into influence on in that particular year. So if we get caught in the cultural current, we can end up in a place that we never wanted to be that's very dangerous. So I think we, we seek God's definition and we pursue it. Yeah, we've seen recently uh, just a wave of this over the last several years. But, you know, when you look at a, a great Christian business leader, which we're talking about the top 10 qualities of a great Christian business leader, is that the world would say, hey, once you're successful, sell your company, head off and relax. Just take all the money and go. And we're seeing a lot of great Christian business leaders say, you know what? I'm going to give my employees who I've invested my life into an opportunity to buy the company so they can perpetuate it forever and not sacrifice it at the hands of an investment firm or a takeover where they get absorbed and absolved and you know the company disintegrates. And that is a that's a huge cultural paradigm. Creating an ESOP for your people to perpetuate what you've already built into your culture and to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of things people can do, but I think the key is is to if you're a leader to say, you know, God, what is it you want me to do? What is your success definition for me and my life? And and then that can play out a lot of different ways and certainly would come into play when you think about what's next on the succession plan. Uh, but I think the important thing is right here now, God, how do you want to use me? What's your definition for success and to pursue that? Because everybody else has other definitions. Oh, yeah. They'll try to get you to follow them. Uh, but, you know, I, I think great Christian business leaders follow God. We're talking today with Todd Hopkins, OfficePrideFranchise.com, OfficePrideFranchise.com. Hey, I work for him, listeners. Check us out on Twitter for the latest feed and links to amazing kingdom conversations at I Work For Him Radio. Okay, Todd, we're talking about your list. You got the, the 10 qualities of a great Christian business leader. We're going through one through five today. Number one was be a protector of, of gratitude. Be committed. Number two is be committed to prayer, reading, and learning. Number three is challenge culture's definition of success with God's definition of success. And number four, Martha. Yeah, so it says number four um, is align personal and business goals with God's calling on the great Christian business leader. So what are what are the steps to accomplish that? Well, um, so th this is an interesting one. I used to share one of my good friends, Randy Nelson, who wrote the book, The Second Decision. He's a fantastic business coach and um, we did we went through some entrepreneurial training together back in the late 90s. Uh, he talks about a strategic planning pyramid, how we make decisions as leaders. And the foundation of that really is to understand your vision, your core values. And as you make decisions, it should be in alignment with all those things. Right. Because most people, uh, when they wake up, uh, they check their email. And they start making their decisions based on their email, not necessarily their vision and their core values for their company. Hmm. So I was sharing that with some people one day and, and franchisees in training. And I started looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, really, there should be a, even an extended base on that decision making process, because even our, our corporate vision 
and mission should be in alignment with God's calling on our life. So I added like a God's calling, uh, kind of a new foundation uh, for us for that. And uh, I, I just believe that everything we do, we should filter through. Is this consistent with God's calling for our life? Even if it's a good thing, if it's not consistent with his calling, then, you know, we're off path. And so I think it should be consistent with God's calling and then also consistent with our core values and our vision as a company and all the way up to our 10 one-year plan and but, all these things. Todd, how do you help people find out who God created them to be and what God created them to be doing? <clears throat> how do you help them understand that calling on their life as you're training them up? What, what, what do you guys have a process you use? What do you, what do you guys use to help people understand who God created them to be? Yeah, we, we don't really have a process. I mean, the way I do it is I just ask people to spend some time with God and ask him and take notes, you know, get your yellow pad out <laughs> and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? Start with a blank sheet of paper. Uh, so you could call that a process. Uh, uh, I mean, there's, Oh, different groups. You've seen these things where you sure. take tests to find out your giftings and all this stuff. We we don't do all that. We we're for all that, but that's not part mm-hmm. of what we're have included in our training. But I just ask people pray and ask God, what's God wants you to do? What what are your things that give you passion that you're excellent at that God's gifted you in a special way, and how can you leverage that to to do something great? You know. This morning as I was journaling, I was praying, God, help me not to settle for good at the cost of experiencing mm. your best, right? I mean, Amen to that. Yeah. And if maybe you're listening today and you're like, well, I don't have a franchise with Todd Hopkins, so I'm not going to be able to go through that exercise. If you're looking for a, a, a maybe a, a program to help you figure out who God called you to be and what he created you to be doing, check out identityanddestiny.com, identityanddestiny.com. That will help get you there. Martha, number five. All right, so we're going to talk about number five, which is a big one. Um, it says that the great Christian business leader is committed to and implements a system of distraction control. Todd, <laughs> what is distraction control and how can each of us work to implement it? Yeah, how much time do we have on this? <laughs> You're running out of time, buddy. <laughs> okay. Don't be distracted. Well, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I, I really think the difference between uh, when when you have people start out basically with the same uh, potential, the difference in who becomes successful and who doesn't is, you know, who stays focused on what's important and what they're called to accomplish as opposed to who gets distracted. So, you know, I think most people are defined or remembered by the distractions they pursue than the purpose which they were called. Like, what do you mean? Dig, dig deeper into that. Help me. Give us an example from your life. I mean, a lot of people are defined by distractions. And I think there's a lot of people that will get to their deathbed and they go, you know, I wish I would have done this. For, I felt like, I always felt like God wanted me to do this and I never had the time because they were too busy, right? And you guys have heard me about talk about stop using the B word. So uh, certainly the part busy of word. That's right. The, the busy word. Yes. Yeah. So and replace that with productive. So, you know, I just think distractions are a major, major thing. It's a it's a tool and a weapon Satan uses to get us off path. Uh, every day I'm fighting distractions, right? There's always things that can uh, lead us off course. And so I think we have to have a uh, plan 
of distraction control as a great Christian business leader. Mm. Way back when, in one of your first books, you wrote about uh, your core values on the back of your business card being decision filters. I mean, you talked about how, and that really helps you keep from being distracted, right? Because you're going to go through your decision filters. Like, is this going to is this going to take me off of where I'm supposed to go? I mean, is that is that one method? Well, I think that would be one. Uh, I mean, obviously, if something comes up and it doesn't pass the uh, decision filters or core values, then we should say no to that, right? Uh, but then I think to take that a step further, say, is this consistent with God's calling on my life? Is it does mm-hmm. this fit? Mm-hmm. Because every time we say yes to one thing, by default, we're saying no to something else. So. If we say yes to a distraction, that means there's a good chance we're saying no to what we were supposed to have been doing uh, in the time we're, we're following the distraction. All right. Such a great list. Yes, it is. Okay, so we're talking today with Todd Hopkins about the 10 qualities of a great Christian business leader, just the first five. Be a protector of gratitude. Be committed to prayer, reading, and learning. Challenge culture's definition of success with God's definition of success. Align your personal and business goals with God's calling on your life and be committed to and implement a system of distraction control. Todd Hopkins, it's a great list. It's powerful. I can't wait to hear the second half in December. Thanks so much for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks so much for bringing Office Pride franchise to our audience and giving people an opportunity to just change their world. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate what you guys do and your persistence at just continuing to get the word out there. So uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and holiday weekend. Thank you. That's Thank right. you. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number number four, him.com.